good morning. Wow, it's a good morning. It's just a lot better of a morning when what happened last night happened. It is the drive with Sam Piper. I'm Lante. No pipes today, but he's going to join us via the phone. That magic of that phone that we talked about yesterday. 3.30, we thank for Pipes, who flew in today from New York. So he's got the little jet lag going. But we'll talk to Pipes about that great win last night. Kyle Tosk is here, of course, and he's running the board that I need to learn one of these days. Jason Thompson is in the house. What's up, buddy? Good morning. <laughs> Kyle, how are you? I'm good. I bet you are. Especially after last night. I saw a tweet last night from Kyle Tosk that said, that is the most fun I've ever had. That was a fun, fun Watching game. an Illini basketball game. And we're going to talk all about this thing. We'll hear a little bit of sound from the game. The sound wasn't very good at the podium. And I still don't understand how it's 2000, almost 24, and we can't get legitimate, solid sound from a podium, but whatever the case, it's not very good, so we will hear a little bit of it. But let's go around the room here, and Jason, I'll start with you. What a big win for Illinois. And Kyle and I talked about it yesterday in the sense that there's not a lot of big wins you can get in the Big Ten because, you know, Michigan State, we talked about them yesterday. They lose at home last night to Wisconsin, so maybe Wisconsin's looking like a team that could rise in the net and be one of the better wins. But – when it comes to actual, like last year where you had a Texas kind of win and a UCLA kind of win, so come March, that's really sticking out on your resume. Illinois was kind of needing one of these, even though they're not in desperation, but last night certainly played the part beating the 11th-ranked team in the country. Yeah, huge. And, I mean, they obviously looked like the 11th-ranked team did. in the country as well. You know, they composed, you know, length. Uh, they were a great basketball team and and a uh, great opportunity to you know for Illinois to get that win and yes. everybody kind of knew coming into this week it was gonna be a massive week right you got FAU right and then you got to go down and play Tennessee at Tennessee I mean so if you're looking for a couple you know punches right in the face and you know some uh, some great quality wins and, and some net wins this is the week so Sit. way to start it off baby out in New York City and uh, taking care of number eleven in the country Scott uh, texted in on the U of I line of Lake Texas line and said Piper was wrong. Well, so was I. I had Florida Atlantic winning that I game. I was the only one, man. <laughs> Let's go. Kyle believed, and I'm going to get to Kyle. Going into this stretch, Jason, at Rutgers, you've watched a ton of uh, Illinois basketball growing up in Ford County there in Gibson City. Let's go, Falcons. Um, going into this stretch of at Rutgers, which we know has been a tough place to play, usually always is, and when you look at how Illinois has started on the road in the Big Ten anyway in the last decade – you can't automatically assume they're just going to go in and wipe the floor with Rutgers, which is ultimately what they did. But going into this stretch of at Rutgers, playing a non-con against the 11th-ranked team in Florida Atlantic, and then this tough one that will be happening this Saturday against Tennessee, what were you hoping for? I mean, Kyle and I both talked yesterday. One win was kind of what I was kind of hoping Illinois would do. I didn't care which one. Certainly the Rutgers one was great because it gets you that 1-0 right now in the Big Ten. But what was your kind of thought going into this? Or were you kind of still on that fence of, I'm going to sit back and see how good this team is? Well, I mean, I think that's the safest bet, right? Yeah. Is to say you're, right. you're going to sit back and watch. <laughs> it's also the hardest thing to do as a, you know, a fan or, or whatever you know, to call yourself. But Illinois, uh, the thing that really impressed me so far is just – how calm they've been yes. and, and how they've just continued to work together. Uh, it's really hard in today's age when you got a bunch of guys that want to be the alphas out there to, to play that way. And so, man, that second half at Rutgers was just really eye-opening. So mm. after Rutgers, you know, going into Rutgers, I probably was with you guys, one or two wins would be great. 
But after the Rutgers, I'm like, this team might be legit. Like how hard they played, how great they rebounded, how great they defended, how great they played together, how calm they were, how much they shared the ball, check, how guys check, just check, how check. guys just filled the roles, right? <laughs> yeah. All those things. And then last night you see probably the calmest Brad Underwood I've ever seen in oh. a high profile game. And and the kids just the players reacted to that, right? Yeah. They weren't freaking out like they had been in years past when Brad would lose his temper. Brad stayed calm. They stayed calm. And I know we've talked about that over and over and over again, but it was just really refreshing to see last night. So now I'm like, crap, let's go for the trifecta. Let's, right. let's win every game. Let's go. Because you know they have it, right? They've shown yes, they the have. ability to take care of the ball, to hit big shots, to make free throws, to defend at a high elite level. And that's a darn good basketball team when they're clicking like last night. I want to get back to the alpha that you brought up, but I want to bring Kyle in because uh, I want to get to your tweet about how it was the best Illinois game you've seen did you Almost, say in your lifetime? Or? I said it was the most fun I had, fun. Just, just in terms of just like aesthetically pleasing. Were you like, like this doing was beer balls awesome. and like out of a keg while you were watching it, or what? What made it so fun? No, I'm kidding you, Kyle. Uh, two guys going for enough. 33 on like 75 yeah. percent shooting is what made it <laughs> fun to me. Those two were unbelievable. Terrence, I, I wonder Shannon. if Kyle knows what a beer bong is. I am aware of it. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't sure because Jason and I grew up in the country, and that's. You had to do that stuff there. <laughs> but none, these, these kids in Illinois don't have to do that. No, back to that point, though. Seriously, I mean, Illinois played a near flawless second half, Kyle, and that was what was fun about it. I mean, Marcus Damask, don't get me wrong, Shannon's 33 was incredible, and I'll take that every day, but a lot of that came at the end on the free throws. Well, but there was one stretch there where oh. they, couldn't, they couldn't stay in front no. of him, especially no. in transition. I mean, he... He's playing like one of the best players in the country right now. Oh, he's an All-American. He's unbelievable. When he got an angle to the rim, whether that was in transition, whether they gave him a ball screen, the possession was over for Florida Atlantic. He's on a different level. And that's what, like, Jay Billis was saying. It's not like he's – he's not like he's doing this from – there were a couple plays where he got in transition. And you're like, look, I mean, there's no way you can stop that. What would you think of Damask? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched Marcus Damask four years at SIU, score 1,600 points. I knew that he could do good things. I did not know he had that in him. And that was incredible, what he was able to do. Kyle, I'll start with you on Damask. How surprising was that for you, just to see him go out and just basically control that game for most of it? It was surprising because I I really liked what he brought to this team and just kind of the steadiness and everything. But I did not know he had that alpha in him where he could go and just take a game over for a stretch of time. It felt like Florida Atlantic wouldn't go away in the second half, but mm. every time that they inched closer, Damask had an answer. You put it in Damask's hands, he created something. Like Florida Atlantic tried like four different guys on him, didn't have an answer. It was just impressive. The different ways that he was getting buckets too. It's just he's always so on balance. He's never out of position. He's there's just a calmness to him when he has yeah. the basketball. Like he is gonna make something good happen. And man, I, I just I didn't expect him to have that type of go to alpha scorer to him that he could go get you thirty in a game. I thought he'd he'd give you a solid ten to fifteen and hit some shots and and whatnot, but I, I did not expect a 33-point outburst at Madison Square Garden that, that carried you for a lot of the second half. And it sounds like, Jason, after the game that Terrence Shannon's been telling him, look, I know you've got that in you. Go do it. It's interesting, though, because I want you to comment on Damas, uh, Jason, but you brought up the alpha thing. There's no doubt who the clear alpha is on this team, and it's Terrence Shannon. And last year with Meyer and Shannon, you kind of – 
I think they got along. I don't think it was an issue. I just think that you were always kind of like like Kyle said yesterday. It was like whoever scored first was kind of the – who that was, that was the guy that was going to be the alpha of that game. I love the clear-cut fact that Terrence Sh- it's Terrence Shannon's team. But Shannon is the one pushing Damask to go do what he did last night. And what game – was that a – it was a recent game Illinois played – when Justin Harmon didn't take a, a three from the wing. Do you remember this or from the baseline? And the ball goes out of bounds about two trips down the court later, and, and the camera is right on Damask, and he goes up to Harmon, and he goes, dude, shoot that ball. And that's what you love to see is you've got all these guys that are literally, Jason, telling the other people, go do something, man. You be the guy this time. I love that. Well, and you saw that with Goody last night as yes. well. When Damask made his run, I mean, Goody was his absolute biggest cheerleader out there. I mean, he's going crazy for him. He's screaming at him in a positive manner. You know, he's telling him to shoot. He's telling him to take it to the, to the rim. But the, the thing that actually got me the most, I mean, you, you knew that I was a Damask fan coming in. Right? Oh, yeah. I loved, I loved his, you know, I loved that his, his size, his age. You know, he's, he's a man, right? And so, I mean, that's the deal. We, you know, get old, stay old. Play with composure. That's what we've been looking for. Right. But what I what I thought last night was the most elite thing that I didn't realize he had was his, his ball handling skills. Mm, I know. I mean, he was in control of everything last night. And we've been begging for booty ball for three years, and he <laughs> gave us legit booty ball last night. And I'm like, man, I feel like we're watching, you know, something special Penn State here. here. Right. So, no, I was very, very impressed. It was a great game. It was great to see – uh, you know, everyone cheering for each other, lead each other. Uh, and it's obviously easy when you're winning. Yeah. And it's easy when, oh, there's when, no doubt. when literally every shot's going in. Um, but if they can keep that going, oh, man, it's going to be a really fun year. It's going to be fun. Now, I want to ask you this. Kyle, you and I said going into that game last night, you kind of had defense versus offense. Well, little did we know Illinois' offense was going to be that elite last night, scoring 98. Shannon's free throw would have made it 99, and it rimmed out. But – Illinois still gives up 89, obviously, in that game. And, and Florida Atlantic was able to do some damage down low, especially when Golden was in the game. And I, I guess I'll ask you guys, does it worry you a little bit that Illinois gave up 89? Or do you think that was just kind of the flow of that game? That they're just going to go, everybody's scoring tonight, and let's just go have some fun and, and play a hell of a basketball game? Because in a way, you worry a little bit that Illinois almost played Florida Atlantic style, but they won with it. I don't worry about that, really. Okay. Uh, to me, uh, it was definitely the flow of the game, and, and uh, FAU set the tempo early, which kind of was refreshing to see mm-hmm. because, you know, I've always worried with Illinois style in the past. If they got down big, they're in trouble. Well, last night showed that's not really the case. Nope. Right? We can get down uh, 10, 15, tw- even 20, you know, and, and make a run back because we can be explosive. And so hopefully, that's what they're saying today, is that's not our everyday game, but boys, we have it in us at all times. Yes. And we've been begging for an Illinois basketball team to run the floor like they ran the floor last night. And, and I'll say with, you know, with Coleman, there was a lot of yeah. talk early in the year, you know, Coleman wanted to be a point forward, point forward. Obviously, he's continued to, to be super great in the plus, plus minuses. <clears throat> Absolutely. But last night, what Coleman did was he got a rebound and he got rid of the ball and he ran the floor. Mm-hmm. And that allowed Illinois as a team to run so much harder and push so much faster and then allow Coleman to do what he does best, pass. Yep. So I thought that was really exciting to see last night that uh, everybody was just getting up and down the floor and, and they were electric. I mean, they were absolutely electric. And I think this team can be so much better when Coleman's – clicking and I think that was key that shot that went in for him at the top of the key was not only maybe the shot of the game in terms of Florida Atlantic had I think they climbed within one I believe 
of Illinois. I think it was two. It was a two. And and you just felt like everything kind of tilting back Florida Atlantic's way. And I remember in in, in a and I'll be transparent here. I Andrew had a game last night, so the last twelve minutes. Lucas, my other son, was just kind of keeping me updated on what was going on. But I woke up this morning to watch the final 12 minutes. And even knowing that Illinois won, it was kind of an eerie feeling of Florida Atlantic kind of tilting that ball back. Or the, not the ball, but the, the everything back in their favor. And then Hawkins hits that three. And I felt like, you know what, once he did that, I felt like that game was Illinois. And I think that was a huge thing for Coleman Hawkins to do. Without a doubt. And, For confidence, and, especially. 100%. Yep. And also in, in, in the team, right? Because he just continues to play hard and hard and hard and hard and hard. But he hadn't been making, for sure, the threes. No. And then for the team to continue to trust him, yes. right? I mean, that's what's even better is the team's not not trusting him. It's just he's now got to be able to trust himself. But as soon as that make went in, mm. the entire sideline erupts. It did. Right? And so how good <laughs> does that feel if you're Coleman Hawkins, right? Don't get me wrong. Coleman Hawkins does not want to be playing a five. He does not want to be down there battling a seven-footer that's going to be playing in the NBA. I mean, that Correct. dude. Oh, he's good. Golden's a stud. Yes. I mean, he is a big-time basketball player. Yes, he that is. is. extremely fundamental and strong as Ford County. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, that guy is a load. <laughs> so, I get it. I mean, he's doing everything we're asking. And, and does he, of course, you know, upset fans at times and, you know, the palms up and the – sure. But you know what? He cares. And he wants to win. He wants to be part of the program. I totally agree. I was – as you were talking there at the end, I was reading on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. A 651 said, watching Damask last night was like watching your big brother dominate you and your friends in the driveway after school. <laughs> That's so true, right? And then Bill said it was hilarious last night in the last 40 seconds when Damask got two separate defensive rebounds and clear must foul situations and FAU wouldn't go near him and just waited for him to pass that's funny you say that Bill because that's how we were talking right before we went on the air how Damask probably could have had 40 and it kind of ended up in Shannon's hands which I'm fine with as well Uh, I trust both those guys to make free throws obviously and can we say this for a team that has struggled at the free throw line last night Everybody made their free throws minus Shannon, but he was still really good at the free throw line. And Illinois shot, what, 90% from the free throw line. They shot 40% from the three-point line and like 66% for the game. Is that as well as Illinois can play? I mean, you can, can you play any better than that? Which I don't think you have to apologize if you can't. 98 points against the 11th-ranked team in the country on a non-con. You're not even playing at home where you've got a crazy crowd pushing you to it. I mean, it looked like there was a good Illinois crowd, but I don't think Illinois can play any better than that. But if that's your best, I'm going to put that up against a lot of teams in the country. It's going to be really, really hard to, to yes those totals uh, statistically, oh. for sure, oh. especially against a top 15 team in the country. Um, you know, will, will they play at that level again? I, I do believe so. Yeah. You know, will they shoot at that high of a standard again? That's going to be really tough to do. <laughs> right, right. And Shannon was knocking down some threes. Obviously, that one from deep up top was amazing for him. Heath may have said it the best right here on the uh, U of I line and like text line, Damascus is the anti-Matt Meyer. And, and you know what? I mean, I think we still – I think we were still excited about Matt Meyer being here, and he did some good things for this team last year. But certainly, he was wanting his. And I think Damask – is a guy that basically plays more within the team flow. And yet last night, I mean, there was one shot last night that he took that was ill-advised. And it was that three right in front of the Illinois bench. Heat check. Yeah, it was a heat check. And at that point, I had left where we had eaten to go to Andrew's game and was listening to Brian Barnhart 
call it, and Brian even and Dion both said, okay, that's probably not the shot you want out of DeMass. They called a, kind of called him out, and then it was like a mile up down the road. You know, of course, their kid hits the three from, I don't even know, I can't, I don't know what's close to, like Manhattan, let's say. That's always the cool thing to do in broadcasting. And then DeMass comes right down, and dribbling up top the top of the key, I, I wonder if part of him was like, I don't know if I want to take another three here and miss this and be, but boom, he hit it and it was huge. And and those guys on the radio were saying that too, like, hey, if if he's taking a shot in rhythm like that, I'm I'm all about it. So to have a game like Damas did with one ill-advised shot, I'll take that. I mean, there was one with the shot clock running down, and it looked like he got fouled. In fact, it elicited a BS out of Brad Underwood. That was the fire. That was the most fired up I saw Brad get last night with that. But, man, what a win. What a win for Illinois to do that in the non-conference and then set up a game Saturday against Tennessee. That's awesome. It's going to be fun. Big time win. What um, I was, I was going to say with the oh, – I was, I was reading some of this. Shots were going up. Beers were going down. What a game. Last year's big wins were flukes coming back in both games. We haven't been out of a game all year. Our defense will keep us in any game, hopefully. I agree. I totally agree with that. I think Illinois, especially so far, those UCLA and Texas games, you did fall behind pretty big. But you got to give credit to the team for not not giving up, obviously, and coming back in that. So, And there was something Kyle was going to ask you regarding this game. Um, and I, now I forget, I, I forget. But Luke Goody, let's talk about our guy Goody. I mean, I think he only hit one three. And it was early in the game to make it 5-5. Illinois had gone like five minutes without scoring. That's the amazing part. Neither team could score for like the first five minutes. And then we end up with almost 100 points out of both teams. It's like, holy crap. That would have been, that would have been a fun one to sit courtside and watch like our buddy Gary Kling was last night in Madison Square Garden. But Kyle Goody, what he's giving you, he's playing with a ton of confidence. And I think this team last year missed a little bit of – what Goody brings to the court. I think Goody is a – I mean, I think he's one of those kids that kind of does a little bit of everything right. Uh, he he battles for rebounds. He tries to play solid defense. He can hit a three. He seems like he's always in the right spot for passes, et cetera. But I think he brings a little bit of an edge to the game. And is that something you see out of him, Kyle? I know last night not the biggest game for him, but obviously the Rutgers game was big, and he's had a couple of games where he's hit three or four threes that have been big for Illinois. So what are you seeing out of Goody that you think – I mean, I, I feel like he could have helped even last year's team the way he was play, the way he's playing right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even you reference he, he knocked the three down in the first quarter, and it felt like that got everything started everything. for Illinois. It, it, that's happened a couple times this year, even in that Marquette game and in a couple other games where you just need offense. You need a guy to put the ball in the basket for you once, and, and Luke Goody seems like a guy that just yep. – is instant offense off the bench, and he—I I really like the activity that I've seen for him on the, from him on the glass as well. Yeah. Like there was a couple times where he was getting in there on the offensive glass. He drew a foul one time. I—he just seems like he coming off of last year, which I'm sure was really frustrating for him. He feels like he's just is so energized to help this team in any way possible. He, he's really accepting of a role mm-hmm. on this team. And I think all these guys are like I, I even think Justin Harmon is a guy who last night was fantastic in the role that he was asked to to be a part of, and he he knocked two shots down. And he's been it, that, that's what I think 
with this team. And I know someone on the text line mentioned how that win felt a lot less fluky than the early yep. wins from last year. I just think this team feels so much different than that because I feel like the pieces fit together. Guys are buying into what they're doing. And I just, yeah, I think Goody epitomizes that because he's yep. the ultimate role piece team guy that just fits so seamlessly with any lineup. You guys think Brad Underwood will ever have a young team again? After what he went through last year and now what he's going through this year, I mean, it's not it's 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 not as easy as it sounds, I guess, to go out and do what you're doing. And certainly, the COVID year has helped with this. You get Harmon a fifth year, you get uh, Damask a fifth year. Who else? I'm trying to I'm trying to think who else has a fifth. Shannon Shannon has a fifth year, so that certainly helps as well, Jason. But having those veterans and having the experience of these guys that have been through it and played so many games. I think that just not only does that help in all the areas you know it helps, but in terms of fluidity, in terms of coming together as guys that have, haven't played together, and then all of a sudden within a matter of six or seven games, they're beating the 11th-ranked team in the country and playing so well together. I, it's just maturity to me, and I think that's huge for Illinois. Yeah, and you know, part of it's just also being humbled. And yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. So you, you know where you've come from. You know, you know what your background is. <laughs> And now you get an opportunity, like, it's probably it, right? This yep. is it. You yep. got one chance. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to, you know, are you going to let it, you know? Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't. Him and him said on the one chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is your one chance. I just, I just think that, you know, guys get that and they get it later in life, yeah. right? And so it's a lot easier to have perspective when you're 23 years old than as when you're 17 years old. And, you know, when you're 18, you've never not been the stud your entire life. Good since call. Fifth grade. And then now you realize you're playing for something bigger. Yep. And uh, you probably listen a little better. You probably work a little harder. You know, probably eat a little better. And, you know, uh, I think it's just – I think he wants to get old and stay old, and I think that's what you're going to see across NCAA basketball. And it does stink for the young guys, right? It does. Right. And you have to, you have to take that, and uh, you have to understand that when you're young, right? So yeah, absolutely. You listen to these older guys and have a little, little bit of perspective. And you're going to have days as these young freshmen, sophomores are going to play – 15 minutes you're gonna have days you play four you're gonna have days you don't even dress right and so uh or play at all so um i i don't think he'll go young again i don't no, i don't either dre gibbs lawhorn is kind of at the other end of that right now right, right exactly right hardly saw the court uh against rutgers if at all and then barely saw it last night and got it immediately taken out so it's just one of those learning things and and yeah. you said it correctly there jason i want to ask you guys this before we go to a break and get pipes on a lot of times, like if, if you look back at those wins last, last year with Texas and UCLA, I can see where people are saying those were fluky wins. And I, and I, I mean, I think a, they were still good wins, but you had to come from behind in both. And you can almost now project to March, right? You can almost look ahead and say, okay, what kind of a team is this team going to be in March? And I think while I had confidence that Illinois could A, play in the NCAA tournament and B, win a game, you still had that question mark in the back of your head because even the two really good wins you had, you had to come from double digits back to win those, like 15 back. This year's team, you look last night and you, you get the sense that, you know, Rutgers plays a certain style and you went in there and you dealt with it and you blew them out. Then you're going against a Florida Atlantic squad where they're going to be pushing the ball probably, I would say, quicker than you want to even, and yet you went right with them and rode that and end up scoring 98 points against him, that shows me that Illinois is able to just kind of morph to what they're playing, who they're playing, and what style, and be better still than the other team. That, to me, shows me that this team has what it takes come March 
to kind of adjust to different styles is what you have to do anyway in the NCAA tournament. And I don't know, a game like that last night gives me a lot more positive thoughts going in this season than maybe those two wins last year gave me about that team. Does about, that make any sense? It does. About uh, midnight, 11 o'clock on December 22nd, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll know really where we stand. <laughs> That's a good point. Right? Because I do love this this uh, non-conference pre-Big Ten schedule. I know you know got a little mix in here. Oh, yeah. got Colgate coming in. Yeah, I get but, it. But overall, I, it gives us every style of play that we're going to see. Yep. And, and I think Saturday, I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but Saturday is going to be at an even different level. Big time. It's going to be higher level intensity going into somebody's backyard, SEC. You know, Tennessee's made some deep runs the last couple of years, and they're very, very physical. They're deep, mm-hmm. and they, but they also like to push the ball. Yep. So uh, we're going to see coming off pushing the ball with a little bit more composure to pushing the ball with a little bit more strength and tough. You know, they're, they're tough guys. Right? Yep. Tennessee wants to muck it up. They want to punch you in the face. And we'll see how we react to that. And then, boom, then you have to, you know, a couple other smaller games, and then you go to the big rivalry game. That's right. right. Go down go down to St. Louis, right, and 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 have a great, you know, great day if you're Alante <laughs> and, uh, and Jason Thompson and everybody else. But, but uh, uh, you know, from, from, a, from a, um, a game standpoint, that's so much emotion in that. Oh. So that's another level they, they have to show. How, how do you do against high-level adversity, tons of emotion, you know, rivalry game. And so my point is, is that come Big Ten, which we know the Big Ten's always going to be good. Oh, yeah. I love this preseason schedule. That's, I like it. I like what we're seeing out of them, and I think it's going to, like you said, kind of get this team ready as they go along. And that's kind of usually the blueprint of trying to put together a, a, a conference. A lot of times you'll see tougher games when you know you're going to be a better team, et cetera. And I think Illinois did a great job with that. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to hit the Tapman's Towing phone line. Derek Piper, of course, co-host of The Drive with Sam Piper. He was in New York for all of this. In fact, he was in Piscataway, New Jersey as well. We talked to him yesterday, got his thoughts on Rutgers, and when we come back, we'll get his thoughts on a big win over Florida Atlantic and what it means for this Illinois squad. If you want to weigh in, you can, 217-359-2255. That's the U of I Latin Lake text line. Pipes will join us on the Tapman's Towing phone line. We'll do it next. It is The Drive. Support Habitat for Humanity this holiday season. Habitat Restore is located at 1914 Glen Park Drive in Champaign. You can make some donations. You can shop this holiday season. You can even do gift wrapping December 16th through the 24th, sponsored by Ameren. Look for Habitat for Humanity in front of Macy's and H&M. For more details on how to get into the spirit, visit cuhabitat.org. Support Habitat for Humanity this holiday season. You moved into your new home using two men and a truck. The garage was clean. Then... I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now. Over time, this cycle continued. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. (laughs) It happens. You got junk. Call two men in a truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, two men in a truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact them at twomenchampagne.com. Two men in a truck. 
Want unbeatable prices on your next furniture purchase, but also seeking that local hometown feel? Look no further than Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. Customers rave about their friendly, established staff, as well as their great selection, amazing prices, and second-to-none delivery service. They're a third-generation local business, and they've always got your best interests at heart. Find the look you love for less. Open 9 to 5, Monday through Saturday, but always available online at KelseyFurniture.com. That's KelseyFurniture.com. These days, it seems like bank names are changing faster than a forecast in February. But at Iroquois Federal, we're still the same community bank we've always been. For more than 135 years, we've built relationships by helping build the things that matter, whether it's a business, a back porch, or the building blocks of a better life. If you're looking for a bank that's here for the long haul, swing by today and see for yourself why different rules. Iroquois Federal, still friendly, still local, still here. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window, and we're proud to be your choice for the 2021 People's Choice Awards for the third year in a row. We want to say thank you by offering buy one, get one 50% off on all windows. And you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com. And remember, at Kramer Siding and Window, you have a friend in the business. Hi, it's Stevie J. So I took my mom into Audible, owned by Jeff Hanley, who owns 13 locations around central Illinois. She's had so much trouble hearing for so long. Audible, A-U-D-I-B-E-L, for hearing. And some of the new technologies, they've got AI now for some of these hearing aids, and, and they're virtually in, invisible. It's unbelievable, and it helped my mom. It helped her incredibly. We've been to other places this is by far the best place I've ever been in for hearing help. Go to audibelteam.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-E-L. If you want more information about Audibel and how Jeff Hanley and his amazing culture and amazing team that they have, go to audibelteam.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-E-L, audibelteam.com. You'll be so happy you found Audibel. Amazing work. they got a location in Champaign. Go to audibelteam.com. That's audibelteam.com. I've got to clean out this garage. Let's see. What's the cheapest and easiest dumpster service in our area? Here's what I found. The doggy bag. Hmm. think she's broken. I'm not looking for takeout. Siri, try again. The doggy bag from Bulldog Disposal in Muhammad. Doggy bag? What's that? If you got junk that needs to go, but you don't want the hassle of having an enormous dumpster delivered, grab a doggy bag, keep it as long as you need. They'll come take it away. For more information, just visit BulldoggyBag.com. That's BulldoggyBag.com. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better, and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. We all have a mission in life, something that drives us to explore, to grow, to love. And when we discover it, we're made whole. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. We're here for you on your schedule to make your life just a little bit easier. Whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org mission. 
I-L-L-I-N-I. Cheer on the Illini at Pia's. The pregame fun starts at Pia's Sports Bar and Grill. Pia's serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great wings and so much more. Enjoy three 22-ounce light and course light drafts. Every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. ESPN Radio 93.5, Lodze, Derek Piper. No pipes today. In fact, no pipes right now because he got pushed to the side, essentially, because we are efforting Luke Goody right now who's going to give us a call and chat about last night's victory and about just kind of the start to this season. Illinois was 7-1. and one. Is that right? 7-1. and one. Yep. So with a game, as we mentioned, going to Knoxville, and I know somebody – Texted in a 651 said Tennessee's gym holds around 20 grand. It's a huge gym. Huge gym. So I'm sure that they'll be bringing it and they'll be excited to get that done in Tennessee. But hopefully we'll hear from Luke Goody here soon and get his thoughts on the win last night. Sean on the uh, U of I line and like text line. Can you guys break down the change this year in the aligned defensive scheme that has made a huge impact? What changes have they made besides maturity and better? athletes what do you think Jason on that when it comes to the defense for Illinois I, I I mean I think it's just first of all I think they're just more physical and they're able to just ball hawk you if you will if, if, if you look at games like take away last night's game where you gave up 89 if you look at like the Rutgers game or a few games before that even and I know Kolek did his thing with Marquette and man good luck trying to keep him in front of you but it just I feel like Guards for the other team, as soon as the ball gets past half court, Ty Rogers is right in their grill. And it's just pressure defense constantly. The other thing that Illinois started to do a little bit last night was, you know, pressure, pressure, help, help. And sometimes that can get you in trouble where it leads to brand, you know, wide open shots. And that was happening for FAU once both teams got rolling, that they were getting some open looks and hitting those open looks. But I feel like Illinois does a better job, and I think you see that with Coleman as well, in terms of pressure on the ball and quick help, like a, a quick hedge, but right back. And I'm one of those guys, Jason, that I feel like if you can't guard your man, then don't play man-to-man. You know what I'm saying? So don't rely on help every time down the court. It's going to happen on occasion, but you've got to be able to square your guy up. And I feel like that's what Illinois is able to do, especially with their physical presence. Well, a year ago, Underwood wanted to switch everything. Yes. One through five. Yep. Right. And he learned the hard way. So that's, <laughs> that's a huge change that you can't do that. And it is great to be able to you know, try that. And it is great to be able to do that. And there are certain NBA teams, certain college teams that have a pretty good chance of that. But the one thing that, I, that you mentioned is overall the length mm. of Illinois' guards oh. – 
they're big dudes. They are. <laughs> and, and we don't really have that Mighty Mouse little dude that's just, you know, going to get it and go 100 miles an hour. And they're going to try and post you up and post you up, post you up. That's what we're doing a team for the right. first time in a long time. Illinois is big. So defensively, they're longer, you know, more fingers and hands and mm-hmm. in the passing lanes. Passing lanes. But also what they're doing is they're doing a great job of rebounding the basketball. Yes. And so – all these second chance, third chance, fourth chance. Like last year, literally, how many times did you want to just break your television? You know, especially a couple of years ago. A lot. Especially a couple of years ago, we would have felt like we could not get a defensive rebound, right? It's like we just gave up so many more. So so there you go. If you, if you eliminate second chance opportunities, you're going to win a lot more basketball games. There's no doubt about it. And rebounding is obviously something that I love. Everybody that hears the show on a daily basis knows that. I think it's the most important part to winning, in my mind, if you control rebounds, you either can get extra points on one end or you can shut down any extra points on the other. Now, curiously, last night, Illinois was out-rebounded. The funny part, and I think that Billis and Shulman did a good job during the game and pointing this out, that Illinois wasn't doing much on the offensive boards, but you can't do much when you're not, lo- when you're not missing shots. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was no offensive rebounds there to get, so... I'm with you on that. And the other thing that I was going to bring up with you guys in the first segment, it's like Gary A didn't have that much of, you know, not much impact last night. He scored the first points of the game. I think he ended up playing 14 minutes. You know, Dane did some things for you. Sometimes these kind of games are a little bit tough for Dane. I feel like, you know, he puts the ball on the ground. Obviously, those quick hands can do it. Coleman, by the way, a couple steals last night, two or three, right? I mean, it's impressed with that. But you look at how, like, Gary A, like, I don't worry about, like, for instance, against Tennessee, Damask might have 10 and Gary A, 17. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't worry if one or two guys don't go off and two other ones do. I think that's the strength of this team. Shannon's always going to be there. Without a doubt. And I think Damask has the ability to always be there. And I think he'll always, for the most part, get that double digger, d- double figures. But the ability to just next guy up, and that's kind of what this team can do. So when you're scouting a team, right, yeah. and you're like, okay, they have two guys, you got to stop those two dudes, right? That's your that's your game plan. That's right. It. We got to stop, you that's know, it. the six ten kid, and we got to stop the you know shooting guard. When you have seven or eight guys that can score the ball, it's like, oh crap, well, who are we stopping tonight? <laughs> we stopped him. No, he played great. We stopped him. No, he played great. We stopped him. No, he played great. Yep. And Quincy had an outstanding game against Rutgers. Yes, he did. Right? Last night was was uh, Damask. And so to me, that's a. I mean, when you have balance. That's a dangerous basketball team because you don't know whose night it is. No, you're right. And when you're just sharing the ball because you care about each other and you're playing for each other and you're playing for one, even more dangerous. And that, so far, so good, appears to be Illinois' method. Yeah, we're here to play together. We're yep. here. We're here to share the ball. Whoever scores it, scores it. I agree. And we're going to support you till the final whistle, and we're going to win a basketball game. Kyle, what do you think of that? When it comes to this team and how it just seems like you've got more – you got enough weapons, in other words, that if, if, if a couple take a night off, and I don't mean they take it off like on purpose, but if, if Gary Allen gets you 14 minutes, let's say, and doesn't do much, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to come back strong this next game against Tennessee because that's more of a t- style of game that he could probably, I don't want to say dominate, but I think he could be very effective against a physical team like Tennessee. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the the depth has really stood out and just the experience of guys. Like I, mean, I, meant, I mentioned earlier, just guys accepting that not every night is going to be their night. And I felt like at times last year, there were certain guys that maybe that was a struggle for where on this team, it feels like, you know, Hey, Terrence and Marcus got us tonight and all we're going to do is try to rebound and and defend and that's it. And, you know, and, and 
on another night it could be this guy is feeling it and so Marcus Damas steps aside and and whatnot so I I do think that yeah that's it's just I, I I really do like this team and all the different weapons they have. I think they fit really well together. I think there's so much unselfishness and, and team basketball that's being played with these guys. I tell you what, and you know Shannon's going to be there every night. Yeah. Well, and, and talk about like, the unselfishness that Kyle's talking about and the guys you know playing together. That all starts with Shannon too. Like it if does. you listen to him and post game yep. and pregame and throughout the week. I mean, his leadership has taken. I mean, he has completely jumped out of the gym with his level of leadership. He has been awesome for this team. Yeah. I mean, absolutely awesome. In-state kid. I mean, we could write the book about it. I mean, just got to keep those kids home from day one. Right. And, uh, right. You know, and then turn them into leaders once they're here. But speaking of, of losing guys and coming home, how does Southern Illinois mm. look when, when you're watching Monday night national game, Iowa-Purdue, and, and the Jones kid just goes off for Purdue, <laughs> and then you watch Tuesday night national television in New York City, and Damas goes off for Illinois. Luckily, they were beating Oklahoma State last night, so they weren't paying attention. But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's uh, – Man, oh, man. It was funny. Like, I would like to go back and get each one of your thoughts on Damask when, when you heard the news. Because now that we've seen, and again, I said this to start the show, I've watched him score 1,600 points at SIU, and I watched a lot of SIU games when I could, when they were televised, and in person a couple of times. There were things that Damas did that I thought were just, it was something that could carry over to like a Big Ten style of play. I don't know if he's the kind of kid that I could see playing in like the SEC, more run and gun, that kind of stuff. But in the Big Ten, where you, you picture a kid like him playing for Wisconsin or picture a kid like him playing of Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, whatever, you know, just a guy that can do a little bit of everything and do it right. But when I first heard the news that he was coming to Illinois, it was funny because in my mind, as a Saluki alum, I thought, okay, this is going to be a good chance to see how does a guy that was, I want to say elite, in the Missouri Valley. I mean, he was first-team All-Valley a lot. He was all-freshman Valley. Again, 1,600 points. So, I feel like he's one of the best. He'll be a Hall of Famer at SIU. How is that going to come into a Big Ten school? And 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 how's that game going to portray, in other words? And I know last night was an outlier in terms of just exploding. But I think even up until last night, I think Damask has shown that his style of play – can can come right to the Big Ten and get it done. So when when that when that was announced that Damask was coming here, number one, I loved the idea of a Saluki coming to put on the line a uniform and and just helping both of my squads out. But I was really excited because I thought the style he plays could really help this Illinois team, especially under Underwood's fit. And I think it's proven this year. Yeah, I, I was probably the highest level of. Uh, fan and support of him coming here like awesome I thought his game would really translate for what Illinois needed translate that's it, the word I could not think of for five minutes <laughs> well that's that's why you're Lante exactly there it was that one word I could not spit out <laughs> and, and, and I thought he would really fundamentally help right because I thought he was just a really fundamental basketball player he would take care of the ball he'd play defense he'd yes. make great passes now did I ever ever expect a 30 point plus no. game against the number 11 <laughs> team in the country, not a chance, right? I'm like, if he gives us a, you know, 17, 18, 19, yes. 20 point game, the, you know, awesome. So uh, I think he's a great player, but obviously last night, I mean, he played with just so much swagger mm. that uh, it was great to see because he's always been composed, right? He's always been very fundamental and, 
And uh, but man, that swagger last night showed. Yes. And and that's just you know him believing himself, the staff believing him, and his teammates believing him. It was fun. Isn't it funny too, how going into the going into seasons, especially this year, I get anxious, anxiety about how are we going to play all these guys minutes? Because Illinois, I think, even down to Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, and we had kind of seen it even a little bit out of Nico Moretti where. Yeah. We were kind of in that sense of, ooh, we'd like to see more Moretti. He gets, the, he gets this club going, et cetera, and then he gets hurt, of course, and, and hopefully grinding back to where he can play soon. But you go into a season and you think to yourself, how is everybody going to get minutes on this team? Well, Kyle, I feel like you're seeing it now, how you're starting to really get an idea of everybody's role. And again, it's a role that could change. Gary A could easily take over a more you know a stronger role than Damascus let's say against Tennessee but you feel like you've got a sense Kyle now of kind of what everybody's role is on this squad yeah I, I do and I think I'm just not worried about the freshmen right now because right. I just think at, at the end of the day there's going to be all the extracurricular oh is this guy going to be unhappy with I at this point I think if you win you worry about that later, and I think Brad has leaned into the experience on this team, and he's he's got a circle of trust where he knows yeah. what he can go to. You've got guys that you want to develop as well, but I, at this point, I think everything has pieced itself together so perfectly up until this point that I, I think Brad's going to continue to ride with that, and I'm not really concerned about you know getting making this guy happy by getting getting his minutes or whatnot. I think, and I also think based on the vibe I've gotten, everyone seems to just yeah. be okay with where they're at right now. I'm with you, Jason. You agree? Hundred percent. Plus, yeah. plus, you know, I mean, it's one of those things too. I mean, when you are when you do buy in, it's not as big a deal, right? Right. So when you look and you see those guys as big brothers, you see those guys as leaders, you see those guys. And it's okay. It's different. You're winning basketball. You're it's playing cool. good. You're getting better. And it's an opportunity for you just to challenge yourself to work harder, right? Get Amen. better and be the next guy up, right? Kind of like Cardinal baseball, next man up. <laughs> Let's see what happens on that one. Now that the Cubbies are out of the Otani race, it sounds like. Let's hope. We'll, we'll have to talk a little baseball next hour. Uh, U of I, Line of Lake Text Line, Big Def said they close out better on shooters in half court, better than I've seen. Since the first three years of Weber, even though FAU hit a bunch of tough ones, they certainly did and some in transition. But uh, Illinois does do a great job of closing out. Kevin brings up a good point. The European trip helped bond with this team. And I don't think there's any doubt that that's and, – and I think Brad kind of understood. There was a little bit of a, we're bringing in some new guys. We're also going on this trip. I think that's going to help out. And, and, and I think that does because it really gets everybody a chance personality-wise – Jason, even more than on a court, personality-wise, gives you a chance to meet and greet and kind of see where we're at and how you fit in with everybody else. Well, you could tell last year that when the season ended, it was not no. a team that loved each other. No. They did not get along, you know, from a 100 yards or from a foot. It did not look good. Uh, but when you get an opportunity to do stuff outside of basketball yes. and laugh and crack jokes and make fun of each other and goof around. And these guys are making mistakes left and right. They're in a foreign country. They don't know how to order food. You know, you saw some pictures they are like sneaking in Doritos and trying to, you know, I think it was Shannon was eating like, you know, chips or something at a five-star restaurant, you know, and you're just laughing, you're kicking back. It's a whole different level of getting to know somebody big time. Then, then, Hey, you two are going against each other and you don't like each other. And so, yeah, I think the trip was great. And then, just hanging out outside the court, man. Let's go. Bonding's the way it works. Let's take a break. We haven't heard from Goody yet, so we're not sure if we're going to hear from Goody today or tomorrow. I'll just, I'm going to be transparent. 
We will at some point talk to Pipes, hopefully at 4.05, if, if we don't get confirmation on Luke being able to join us at 4.05. But when we come back, Jason's a big Cardinals fan, and we're back to where I've got two Cardinals fans against one Cub fan. And I kind of always enjoy that. So let's talk just a tad bit of baseball when we come back before we wrap up this hour and then more on Illinois' win against FAU next hour. We'll definitely do that. Quick break here and then come back to round out this hour. It is The Drive. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. Bank, leading the way to your financial wellness. No matter where your financial journey begins, Pathways Banking Options at Busey are designed with your goals in mind. Busey Bank, building strong financial futures, one family, one street, one city at a time. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products backed by the best warranties in the business and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows, and doors. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com and let's get started on your project. to give me the dance woo jason how were your dance moves back in the day ford county (laughs) well (laughs) what time of night was it right that was one of those where i was never the first on the dance floor but i was normally the last (laughs) we probably were good buddies back then too that's the old hey let me grab a couple more and then i'll meet you out there how do you like me now (laughs) I'm as good as I was. What is it? I'm as good once as I ever was. That's kind of our deal now. Yeah, right. That's we're kind of in that. We're in that mood. (laughs) Kyle, you'll understand that one day. All right, it is the drive with Tay and Piper. Jason Thompson has popped in to fill in and say hey, and I love having Jason on with us. Of course, Kyle Tosk here as well. Now we do have confirmation, although I just did get another text. I just want to make sure here. All right, yeah, that was from Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. You're messing me up. I'm kidding. We do have confirmation Luke Goody will join us at 4.05 next hour. So we're waiting to hear about Pipes now for next hour as well. I'd love to hear from Pipes being there in uh, New York as well. So we're going to talk all about this Illinois. I want to talk baseball. Jason, 
you as a Cardinals fan understand this as much as anybody, that John Mazalock is not a guy. He holds things close to the vest, like a lot of president of baseball operations or GMs, et cetera. For him to just basically blurt out that we're trading Tyler O'Neill or we're actively trying to trade Tyler O'Neill, how much did that surprise? Not the fact that O'Neill could be traded. I, I don't think there's any surprise in that. How much did that surprise you that, that Mazalock came right out and just said it? A ton. I agree. That's, that's not his mojo at all. Um, I, I think probably feeling the pressure a little bit. I, I would think. You know, and it's obviously been a disappointing last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I think he's trying to muster some stuff up. And, you know, usually how that happens is through leaks. And so he's just yep. like, forget the leak. I'm going right to the media. And I'm just going to tell you, here's what we're going to do. And here's the, you know, we're going to spend money and we're going to do go. this. And we're going to, you know, uh, probably get probably, a, I don't know, maybe a reliever I would arm say. for him. Yep. And uh, and then he'll probably go win uh, AL MVP. <laughs> I said I'm okay. Like I, I said, as a Cardinals fan, you almost have to say right now, are you okay with uh, with with Tyler O'Neill being traded? I'm fine with it. I'm tired of the injuries. I'm tired of all this. Scott Boris had to come in today, and he had to do this as his agent, but essentially say, well, look, two years ago, yeah. almost three years ago, he was unbelievable. It's like, well, yeah, top seven or whatever yeah. MVP voting. It's like, great, right? and that's the one time he has been. Right. He definitely has skills, there's no doubt, and he's got the power to to be able to to, to produce some big time as well. But, all right, last thing, Yadi Molina sounds like he's going to be a senior advisor, I think, for the baseball team, for the majors. Not, I think he'll do some stuff with the minors, but he's going to help with uh, the major league squad. What do you think of that? I love it. I think it's awesome. Let's go. Like I mean, you, you tweeted out today, the goat, or texted back and said, the goat. Yeah, I mean, it, it, nobody loves the Cardinals more, right? I mean, you got Wainwright and Yachty, and these guys just bleed, you know, Cardinal red. And so anytime you get those guys back in the organization and get them ready, you know, who knows? They could be, Yachty could be the next manager of the Cardinals one day. Who knows? I had to sneeze. It went away. I was telling Kyle, I cut my mic, and you had the correct mic clip that I kept. I didn't trust him. I didn't trust Kyle. Kyle's like, Lon, just do what I say. And right now he's saying, take a break. Luke Goody on the other side. After a big win against Florida Atlantic, we'll talk to Goody and get more of a breakdown of this Illinois victory. We'll do it next. It is The Drive. When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda, BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, S-E-R-R-A, Champagne.com. <laughs> 